Welcome to this week's edition of the Retail Risk Podcast, sponsored by Alltag. And thanks, as always, to our supporting partners, 3X Logic, Aura, Lodge, and Intrepid. Now, my guest this week is Namina Webster. Now, Namina is the Managing Director and In-House Solicitor for Business Loss Prevention Limited. Now, over 15 years post-qualified experience as an SRA registered solicitor, and certainly built a reputation for a simple and clear approach to civil recovery. Now, previously holding valuable positions within MBM solicitors and freeths, along as working as an in-house solicitor for a number of nationally recognised brands. She became MD of Business Loss Prevention in 2009. Now, during this time, she's become quite well known, certainly within the UK industry, invited as a guest speaker, numerous fraud loss prevention across industry related events hence the reason we have got you on the podcast this week so welcome Namina. well hello hello thank you very much paul for inviting me today so great to have you on as a guest uh, and we've got a few bits and pieces business related that i want to talk to you about however way back when uh, let's 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 get the journey because you've got quite an interesting background Growing up, what was the childhood dream? What was the intended career going to be? Well, um, I always wanted to be a doctor, actually, growing up. And all my toys and everything was, you know, I am going to be a doctor. And um, as the years went on, I quickly discovered I wasn't very good with the sight of blood. <laughs> but, well, that's certainly going to be a big problem. Um, and uh, I continued through secondary school thinking, well, maybe I'll get over this. And then eventually decided, actually, I need to rethink this. So out the window that went. Um, so then I had to really quickly think about what I, I was going to do next. So, I mean, so you've certainly always had a, um, a, an interest in being prepared to study then for your chosen career. So having decided that uh, the sight of blood wasn't in your future, what, what was the first the first uh, stepping stone of a of a career as it were um well i knew that i wanted to do i wanted to go to university definitely i just wanted that university life because um, i think when you speak to other people everyone says you have to go to uni so i thought this is something that i must do um and then it was one of my teachers that actually said have you considered law um, and I actually hadn't. I never thought that would be an area that I would actually go into or be good at. You know, you think oh, this is going to be hard. I mean, not not that being a doctor is not hard, but I thought, mm, not really thought about this. So then I started reading up about law um, and what it takes, really. So you went off to university intending to get the degree and then, you know, go into law, become a solicitor. So did you... Did you go straight from university into the solicitors and then work yourself up through the organisations? Was there any little dalliances off in different directions or were you focused all the way through? Um, well, I, obviously, as soon as I graduated, I thought, right, well, my next step should be to find a job. So um, I thought I'll just get myself into a law firm anywhere. I'll do anything. Uh, so I applied for lots and lots and lots of jobs. Obviously, it's a very competitive market. Um, so I knew that was the, the, the route that I needed to go because I thought, I've now got this law degree. What else do I do other than go to a solicitor's firm? I didn't realise you could actually go somewhere else and do something different. Um, so I got myself my first job uh, working for a solicitor, so I assisted, uh, he was a partner in a small law firm uh, near where I lived, and I was working as his assistant, you know, a paralegal, 
Yeah. Um, and I just thought, I'm just going to give it my best. I never thought I'd be a solicitor. So this is, I've got a law degree. I'll just carry on doing what I'm doing. Um, and I was fortunate enough that he recognized that I wanted to work hard and he wanted me to stay on with him. So then um, the, the law firm sponsored me to go back and do a postgraduate degree in law. Oh, wow. OK. And so that that was it. You were well and truly on the journey then. So was it a case of, you know, having done that, you became a practicing solicitor and, and then you moved through a couple of law firms? Was it was it was it as smooth and simple as that? It was actually, um, uh, it was smooth. Um, after completing obviously my uh, postgraduate degree, I quickly joined the training contract that solicitors have to do for two years. So I carried on working in that law firm and then I needed to get more experience. So I moved on for another couple of uh, law firms. Um, and then once I qualified, I wanted to get in-house experience. And that is obviously where we go and work for a, a company. Um, a limited company. So I had my first role as a in-house solicitor uh, for a big um, USA um, company based in USA, but um, there was an office in, in Nottingham. So that was my first ever in-house role. And, and did you get a taste for that? Was that, you know, did that give you sort of a different flavour? Did you feel as if you were more in control at that point? Was that the, the sort of the appeal of that? Yes, I think that's where my kind of business aspiration was born because I loved um, attending meetings with uh, the managers, the directors, being involved in actually running the business. And I thought, actually, I quite like this. I'd like to just carry on working in a company. And I obviously was able to think quickly on my feet, advise the company on their legal rights. Uh, so I quickly kind of grew within that company and thought, I am probably never going to go into private practice again. <laughs> <laughs> and so having got, got to that point, so, you know, working in-house, what was really the, the, the driver? And I know you said you sort of enjoyed the business aspect and, and we'll get you to explain a little bit about business loss prevention in a minute, but what made you take that jump to going, okay, I'm going to use my legal expertise, tie it in with a bit of an entrepreneurial spirit and then mix it all together in the same pot. What, what was the push for that? Do you know what? I really, really enjoyed working, obviously, as I said earlier on, um, working as, as part of a business. Um, and then I thought, do you know what? I could just do something as well. I could, um, you know, set up a business and, and work on my own. I love the fact that I can advise companies. So it was always going to be something where I'm actually advising other companies. So being an in-house counsel, but for lots of different businesses, I wanted a variety of businesses. And um, and that's why BLP came to mind. I thought, this is something that I can do and I can help lots of companies rather than just being constrained to one business. So go on then. We've got there. You've thought, OK, I'm going to go out, reach out on my own. So for those that don't know, explain a little bit about the business, maybe its journey, what it's offering to clients is. What does business loss prevention do? Right. So business loss prevention was obviously set to be an in-house counsel for all the companies um, in the UK. So uh, across all the sectors. So we are your legal counsel. And what we specialise in is, um, you know, as, as known quite well in the retail industry, civil recovery. 
So we work with businesses all throughout the UK. It doesn't matter which sector you're in, but predominantly it is retail, most of our clients. Um, and we are here acting as your legal counsel, helping you recover losses as a business that you've incurred because of theft or fraud or negligence. Um, or it could just be, for example, overpayments uh, or training overpayments or payroll. Um, and we work with the fraud managers um, and the risk managers to help them recover what they've lost as a business. And, and so why do you think, why would you say retailers should consider civil recovery specifically because they, they don't all you know there's not a universal approach to this is there but but why from your experience do you think retailers should consider it um do you know what? when i first um set up business loss prevention i thought every business is going to need this because it doesn't matter how good you are at trying to prevent fraud and theft there's always going to be somebody that will take advantage whether it be a customer or an employee or a contractor it's something will happen but then it surprised me because there were a lot of businesses that were a bit more, well, we, we are not sure whether this is something that we want to do. Um, a lot of um, clients will say it's the reputational risk. We don't want to be seen as somebody going after somebody that has stolen from you. Um, but if, you know, you know yourself, Paul, if we look at uh, the British Retail Consortium um, recent survey in 2021 and 2022, um, they recorded 953 million of theft was due to customers. And in total, re uh, retailers lost 1.76 billion. So these are massive numbers that we're talking about. So why wouldn't you, as a business, recover what is yours because those people have committed a criminal offense it's cost you money not just for the theft of goods but it's cost you as a business and resources so why would you not want to go and um, utilize the english uk law which states that you can recover your losses it's your legal right and um, so i say to all of our clients and potential new clients is Look at your losses, see what you can recover, because you will make decisions as to whether a case is not viable uh, or, for example, they might have um, certain reasons why they've done what they've done. So obviously we ourselves will assess mental capacity and financial hardship. Um, but other than that, why not um, utilise your legal right to recover that? And um, so my advice would be, yes, please investigate as you do and then look at your legal rights and what you can do. For every type of business, the power of a data-driven security video management system designed to give you total control anywhere, anytime. 3X Logic. So there I am. I've found a case. I've looked into it. I've thought, OK, I want to go down the route of civil recovery. Why specifically should I come and talk uh, to, to you over somebody else? What, what I mean, I know you said you're very strong in the retail sector, but what sets you apart, do you think? We have been going um, over 10 years now. We are a specialist civil recovery provider, so we made sure that we only specialise in civil recovery. Um, even at times we've thought, well, should we offer something else? Um, but then I'm of a strong belief that if you want to do something properly, then concentrate on one thing and do it really well. 
And that's what we do. We do we do civil recovery really well. We are recognised as a leader in our industry, which I'm very proud to say. Um, and also, uh, when you look at our, our current clients, um, they stay with us. We've got excellent client recommendations. So all of our work, for example, now is coming through referrals from our current clients. Mm. It, it is interesting, I have to say, you know, we you know, in and around the industry, um, you know, you are the name that keeps cropping up, sort of the, you know, the firm to go and talk to. You are the person that uh, that, that anybody should have those conversations with about uh, civil recovery. So, so you're saying that you get lots of referrals. Clearly, you're doing something right there along the way. So, uh, yeah, well done and, and keep it going. So, look, moving into the wider retail market, how would you summarise it right now? Is there any specific challenges going on? And how would I fit in? a civil recovery strategy within what I'm doing overall as, as the business? How do these things sort of, the degree of cohesion stick together? Uh, well, look, Paul, we all obviously are ch facing challenging times at present with the current economic market. Um, we are all struggling with, with everything that's happening. Um, and what that means, obviously, because everyone is struggling, um, our customers, our employees are struggling themselves, and people will turn, naturally, they will turn to theft and fraud. And some of these people will turn to it because they genuinely do not have an option. It might be that it's a bill or food on the table and they have no choice, they've got no choice but to go out and steal. Um, and you will, um, the retailers will face this problem. But what uh, we as consumers uh, will be also thinking is, well, the cost of goods is going up. So if a retailer is losing money due to theft or fraud, they are naturally going to have to put their prices up. And when they put their prices up, obviously, us as consumers, it's costing us more. Mm. So what is the retailer, for example, doing to try and make sure that they don't put those costs up as a result of theft and fraud? They really should be looking at recouping those losses. They owe it to the consumer, but also to their shareholders. Um, if I was a shareholder in a, in a large retailer business, I would want to make sure that the company bosses were doing everything they can to firstly prevent theft and fraud happening in the business, but also where it has happened, that they have got a strategy in place of how to get it back in. Mm, good, good, good argument. So, yeah, I think you're right. It's um, uh, it's almost their duty, isn't it, to protect the business um, proactively, but then to seek recovery when something has happened. So, look, looking ahead to 2023 and beyond, what, what's next for uh, for BLP as a business and uh, maybe you personally, what, what's what's the goal? Um, so the, the, the goal is to continue doing what we're doing. Uh, we would love to grow uh, again in this year. We have seen an, a, a brilliant start to the new year. Um, again, obviously due to our recommendations from our clients, uh, we have also been fortunate to have been contacted directly by other retailers, large uh, retailers who have approached us to tender 
um, even though they some of them are using civil recovery at the minute, so they are tendering. Um, we've got retailers that have never used civil recovery and they are interested in talking to us. So we're doing all of that. Um, we've also been very fortunate to have formed very good relationships with big UK security companies who are now using us as their civil recovery partner. So we are speaking to their current clients to get civil recovery into their premises. Well, that's a terrific accolade, isn't it? When you get somebody taking you in and they've got multiple clients as well. So uh, yeah, long, long may that continue. And I think, you know, you've built the reputation just at the time where everybody's looking to, to use every opportunity to, uh, to boost to that uh, bottom line. So uh, yeah, you've, I think you've done the hard work um, and, and built awareness of civil recovery, maybe from a point where it it wasn't before. Um, I think it's on most people's radars and uh, and yeah, hopefully with your reputation and expertise, you'll be able to continue to make a big difference. Now, um, I'm very, very delighted to say that you are going to be with us at Retail Risk in the very, very near future. So. Other than your uh, smiling face and great uh, demeanour and expertise, what can people expect from you there? Um, well, thank you so much, Paul, for inviting me. I'm really excited to be there. So I look forward to obviously meeting our current clients, but also new people. Um, please come and see me. Um, I just want to introduce myself, uh, make you uh, realise that not all solicitors are boring, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, talk to you just generally about civil recovery. You know, if you've got any questions, I'm there, I can answer. And um, I'm looking forward to giving some real life examples of different types of cases we've come uh, Across, uh, with different clients. Um, it's not just a specific area people will commit theft and fraud and what our clients are doing, how they're investigating the uh, evidence that they need to gather, um, obviously the, the, the abilities, uh, what do you need to do to meet that threshold and how easy that is to gather the evidence. Um, and then um, obviously to just talk through really what it is in your business that you could potentially look at recovering. And and then and then just hand it over to you to go after, and uh, and latch onto and see what we can contribute to the business. So um, I mean I'm, I'm, I wish you every continued success. Like I say, I think you've done a terrific job of almost single-handedly raising uh, civil recovery into the uh, into the minds uh, and psyche of uh, lots of UK retail risk directors and beyond. So uh, thank you for taking the time to join me today. I'm thrilled that you're going to be with us. Uh, at retail risk in a few weeks but for now uh, thank you very much indeed thank you thank you very much Paul for having me today